Alrighty, welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. Episode number 124. Today is our emergency broadcasting system podcast. <laughs> I'm here with my fellow cohort, Kyle Verstig, and we are going to talk about all things knives and in the news and self-defense and bushcrafting and cooking and... You name it. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. At nauseum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you cooking this weekend? Anything? <laughs> oh, I just made some epic bacon this morning. Nice. Epic bacon and uh, bacon and eggs for breakfast. You know, now you can't afford to go to a restaurant for breakfast anymore. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I refuse to pay $30 for two eggs over easy, two pieces of bacon or three pieces of bacon, and uh, two pieces of whole wheat toast. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, just, not in my, just not in my wheelhouse anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, it's outside of my budget range <laughs> for something I can whip up in 10 minutes in my kitchen and maybe pay a dollar for all that yeah, shit. We literally, <laughs> we literally can go to uh, one of the stores in Petoskey that has 49 cents a dozen eggs. Yeah. That honestly tastes as good. I mean, I get fresh eggs from a fella at church, but and those are really good. But you can't boil them; they don't boil. Hmm. Fresh eggs don't boil. But uh, you know, for over easy, a little bit of runny yolk. It's those are way better eggs. It, the yep, quality yep, on are. a farm fresh egg is heads and tails. Yes, sir. Do you do anything so special what, with the bacon to make it epic? No, threw it in a fry pan. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Yeah, just just threw it in a fry pan and cooked it up to be the perfect texture. Hmm. Uh, actually, you know, it's interesting. I I um I haven't found it in a long time. Our local grocery store had uh, a, a a brand called Wrights. I've I've seen that yeah. before. Yep, and I have I haven't seen it in a long time, and it, I just happened to be getting stuff for uh, for dinner last night, and um, they uh, I, I walked by the case, and there was a big pack of thick sliced rights, and I knew I needed some for the uh, the epic turkey fest that's coming up soon, <laughs> and uh, so I I grabbed up a I think it's like a two pound pack. Good, it's good bacon. It has a great taste to it. Yeah, and it's not not horribly expensive, but I mean everything is. I shouldn't say that because everything is pretty much horribly expensive anymore. I ended up with two bags of two plastic bags, not big brown sack bags, but two plastic bags of. Uh, I had I bought four steaks, two T bones, two New York strips, um, a packet of hot dogs. A loaf of bread, hot dog buns, and something else. A box of a box of uh, milk duds. <laughs> That's what and you eat with seven, your popcorn. 
And it was $70. It's the steaks that got you. All the rest of that stuff yeah. was cheap. Yeah, it was $70. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, the steaks, you, you got to go to Costco and just buy it. For $70, you can buy an entire strip and yeah. cut, hand cut it and make it makes absolutely no sense to buy packaged pre-cut steaks yeah. makes zero sense I used, to, I used to do that all the time i'd buy uh buy a beef loin and slice it put it package it up in in packages of four shrink wrap it put it in the freezer flat yeah and it's it and you know you can buy a very good yeah you you know you can buy usda prime uh an entire strip and have it be less than like the cost of four steaks, did, choice did steaks, you know that, not prime. Did you know that most most meat is is frozen? Yeah. Before they, uh, uh, so they come from the slaughterhouse. Like let's say, for example, your local your local butcher shop um, will will cut. Uh, blocks of meat into smaller pieces for you yeah but those so, those so come like, frozen right those yeah. come frozen yep and a lot of times they saw them on a bandsaw you know they don't really yeah. sli- they don't hand slice them they saw them yeah they saw them frozen and they thaw them in the case yeah yeah that's but and so there's no reason you shouldn't do that yourself right you know because right. you're you're paying for the packaging and the labor like yep. what what are you so busy you can't like save yourself a few hundred bucks on steaks you know like yeah your time is worth so much give me a fucking break (laughs) yeah well it it used to be that you know you could buy a pretty damn nice steak for five bucks yeah not anymore 15 dollars is the low end for even a choice steak let alone a prime and again and again going out to a nice restaurant and getting a nice steak anymore is is out of yeah i can't afford it it's uh, no no it's uh you know you're spending forty dollars on a steak on a steak dinner at one of our restaurants which they're not i mean they're good restaurants it's just they don't have the they don't have the the following where they can have they can charge like a ruth chris steak yeah exactly you know but they make a, a really good steak and but it's now 45 bucks yeah, no, thank 40, you. Forty-five bucks. I, I'm that's not. What, I'm never paying that for a steak. And that's drinking water. Yeah, for, forget it and if you get a glass not, of wine or something. Exactly. Glass of wine's ten bucks. Yep. Minimum for like the house wine. Yep. Fuck that. Exactly. Exactly. I had a, I had a, a Monte Cristo number two. I went to the cigar bar yesterday for meet up with a buddy of mine. Nice. And. uh I had a uh, Monte Cristo number two and a, uh, I don't even know if you call it officially a dram. I think it's a dram of um, McAllen's 12-year-old scotch. Nice. And, it was, and that was 40 bucks. Yeah, I would much <laughs> rather have spend my $40 on that than on freaking a steak yeah. that I'm going to poop out. <laughs> You know, and like, you can't tell me they're going to make it right. I can't remember the last time I got a steak. I can, I actually, I can remember the last time I got a steak that was done the way I said it could be done in a restaurant. It was at, uh, uh, Jack Ruby's in Louisville, Kentucky. And that was in 2007 or 2008 around then. That's the only time in the last 
you know, 13 years that I've had a good steak at a restaurant. And yeah. it's not for lack yeah, of paying. They just yeah, can't fucking cook them. You know, they just yeah, don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're hard to come by. Yeah. They're hard to come by. So I'm making so I'm making chili today. Uh, and yeah. I'm making these. Uh, I've I've cracked the code for uh, fried chicken sandwich. Oh. Yeah. So I take uh, I buy the boneless, so skinless have... thighs, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I put each piece into a Ziploc bag and pound it flat with a with a hammer thing so that it's mm-hmm. not flat flat but th- so that it's a uniform consistency then i right. i put those in uh, a mix of buttermilk a tiny bit of pickle juice and some hot sauce and let that marinate and then when you go to bread it it's just you you do what you would normally do with the flour and all that but um you add a little bit of two parts of flour to one part cornstarch and then whatever spices you want and then you fry that mm-hmm. and man that it is good. yeah that the it's just so good so i'm making those i got some homemade buns rising it's gonna be good and then tomorrow night yeah. uh before bed i'm gonna put a pork butt on the smoker let it oh, smoke sweet. overnight so i can have pulled pork on monday sweet that's all i know sweet well, I'm getting things around for Turkey Day. I got 10 gallons of peanut oil. Nice. Yeah, that's more that's than probably, enough. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's probably more than enough, I think. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else we got going on. Um, I haven't seen, I saw one deer track. I haven't, I haven't been, haven't seen, uh, I have not seen a deer since opening day, even it, on the side of the you road. You know, I don't understand why they opened it up where you could shoot 10 does this year. Like yeah, that's just I dumb. Know. I just I just don't see that many deer in Michigan that you would yeah. want people going out and shooting ten does, you know. So I don't know. Well, they want to eliminate the COVID threat. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they want to eliminate. I saw something from the DNR the other day, basically saying that you could get COVID from a deer. Oh, you can you can get COVID from anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Right, I I just I we lost a friend of ours. Uh, just his funeral is on uh, Monday, hmm. and uh, but I wonder if he was I vaccinated. No, he was not. Well, he was not. No, that's it's people's choice to make. You know, yep. I, I'm I'm not going to force anybody to do it. But like I said, you know, and I I actually think it's kind of funny the whole. I almost believe that that this is a lefty idea that when you tell somebody that likes their independence that they have to they're mandated to do something you're you, they're never going to fucking do it. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about that? Is this a psychological warfare thing going on? Well, they they they're used to being able to tell people what to do and just have them do it. And it's because they're in a bubble of people that all that thinks exactly like they do and they would immediately comply you know and they don't realize that there's a huge chunk of people out there that don't think like they do right. and don't watch but, the same news that they do and are largely independent yeah you know you want to know why the coasts are so fucking soy filled uh 
you know, mama's boy weenies. It, it's because the, the people that left the coast to settle the country, like the ones that stayed behind, they're the white feather crew. <laughs> you know, like all yeah. the people that are in the interior are here because they were pioneers. You know, right. my, and my family is certainly no exception. And that's only two or three generations ago, max that we, yeah. we were settlers on the plains in Iowa before it was even, you know, yeah. remotely settled. You know, there were, and, you know, so there's a reason, there's, the, I've had this theory for a while that, you know, the, the families that left to go settle the plains and, you know, go live in the woods and do this sort of thing have largely kind of stayed there, yeah. you know, and the people that stayed and, on the and, coasts in the cities have largely stayed there and it's two different countries. It's two different countries frankly, of people. We are genetically superior. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. But no, I mean, yeah, because literally if you, if you, you know, people fucking died. My yeah. great, great grandfather had like four wives because three of them died in childbirth, yeah. you know, and that, that's how it was back then. If you survived adulthood, survived to adulthood and to procreate, you you know, it's like the people in Haiti that don't get any childhood vaccinations, right. you know, but by the time they're in their 20s, these are superhumans, you know, right? it's right. they're just crazy, strong, like healthy people, like way more. You don't you don't see 400 pound diabetics with, you know, vascular disease and COPD <laughs> in Haiti. They're, they'd just be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so it's, it's kind of funny this morning we we're watching, uh, uh, the Fox and friends weekend and they had a thing, a display at Bass Pro Shop, which was like, they had a at Bass Pro Shop Cabela's. They do a, every year they do a kind of a Santa village thing and they had a carousel there and we were wa watching it and, and my wife said, uh, those, the horses aren't going up and down. <laughs> Wow, that thing is really going slow. <laughs> and I, I started laughing. And, and uh, when you're, okay, so you need to take your kids to Grand Rapids. The museum there has a 19, I don't know, maybe from the 20s or 30s mm -hmm. carousel that's been restored. Yeah, they're, they're cool. It, it's like a legit real carousel. Yeah. And you know what? It goes fast. The horses go up and down. If you want to reach for the brass ring, they they didn't call it that. You know, like we grew up with. Hey, reach for the brass ring. Put yourself out there. <laughs> Take chances. That's where it comes from. Is riding a carousel <laughs> because they had they were going so fast and going up and down, and the the brass ring was like stationary. Yeah. On the on the side of the of the of the of the the machine. And as you went by, as you went sailing by, going up and down and, and I don't know, going pretty fast, <laughs> you had the opportunity to reach out, hang off the side, and grab the ring. And maybe fall off and hurt yourself. <laughs> you know what? We, everybody's cushioned right now. Everybody has this giant feather envelope around the outside of them 
so that in case they might bump themselves on something, they won't get hurt. Well, there's a there's a decent carousel at the mall in Traverse City, and there's the Ford Museum has one set up right now. But the 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 one that the one that's in Grand Rapids is like the one at the Ford Museum. It's it's legit. It's a I real might, old. I one. might go up there. Yeah, and it's a nice museum. They have a they have a gun shop in there. They have a like a, a turn of the century uh, gunsmith's shop. Nice. What's the uh, name of this place? Mm, some museum uh, i'll i'll figure it out you know some museum and grant i mean it's it's like they're they're big yeah and and the gerald ford museum is up there nice yeah i gotta go check uh, that out but i can't think of that it's some grand rapids historical museum or something like that i don't remember what it is but i'll find it but it's a it's a great museum yeah it's a it's right downtown a lot of fun um they've got a toy museum there so they'll have toys from they had toys from my childhood that i nice i remember very well and and uh yeah, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln was your next door neighbor growing up. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. In fact, I I lent, I lent him that axe. That's right, and you guys got in trouble for that. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. So, um, oh, you know the thing that's all over the news for the past uh, twenty four hours. Yeah, I'm upset because and- it's riot season already, and I still have all my COVID nineteen decorations up. I'm, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Listen, I don't think there'll be any riots in in Kenosha because Kenosha's not warm. Well, right because now. they're worried that Kyle's still around there. Uh, yeah, they're like, fine, it's okay. Let's go put put on your hunting gear. Yeah, it's hunting season in Kenosha. No, I, and you know what? We're yeah, so they they that. won't riot up there. Is that it? No, they won't. I mean, it's they won't because it's cold. That's for one thing. And to be honest, the guys that were causing the problems were not from Kenosha. No, they were instigators that were flown in by somebody else. Yeah, one of them was like from Green Bay, and some of them came from Milwaukee. I mean, it was all BS. But yeah. the uh, the uh, thing about uh, so there were riots last night, but it was in Portland and like. They New blocked York. the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, the, the yeah. one in in New York didn't look so bad, but the one in Portland, they like tried to break into the building again and burn it down. That federal yeah. justice you know, center. You know what's or whatever. fascinating? What's what is fascinating about this is how is how the how the media is so complicit in causing these problems. Yeah, like literally, the 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 narrative has been that a white supremacist. Uh, got an illegal gun, drove across state lines to go to a town that he had nothing to do with just to shoot three black people. Right. And like literally this week, um, because that's been the narrative for so long, like other countries like Brazil ran an article last week that he was on trial for shooting three black people because they, and you, they got that from sources in our media. Well, you know, it's I was like, in a, give me a break, you know. I was in the hardware store the other day, and we were talking about this, you know, and I said, I said, you know, I watched, uh, uh, at that time, I didn't watch the closing arguments. It was before the closing arguments. And I said, you know, I said, I've watched quite a few videos of what actually happened. And I said, I, I don't, I said, to me, I, my way of thinking is he didn't do anything wrong. He was defending himself. And, and the, the, the argument for the other side has been, well, that means you can just walk around with a gun 
up and down the street, and if anybody causes you problems, you can shoot them. Well, it's always been that way. And I said, no, that's that's <laughs> yes and no. It's not. It, it is yes and no. It's not that because you can't just. Um, well, if they're assaulting you and you and right. they're, they're and trying to kill that's you, that's another thing. There's a key. You have to fear for your life. Yeah. And the videos that I saw of him, I, I don't give a shit who you are. You'd be fearing for your life when somebody hits you with a freaking skateboard. Yeah, somebody was just killed you know? last week with that. Yeah, you know, so you can sideways swing a skateboard and, you know, basically give him a chop behind the neck. Or hit him with and hit him with the truck on the head. Yeah, exactly. It's illegal and, for police to hit people in the head with their batons and stuff. Right. You know, that's right. deadly force. And why is it right. deadly force? Because if you get hit in the head with a heavy metal object... People fucking die over that, you know, like it, it because it kills. people. Yeah, it's deadly force. Like, so he was responding to deadly force with deadly force. You right. know, but and, and uh, the, the best thing that came out of that trial. Are you, are you ready? What? His ticket. My prediction was correct. Well, yes. And I have to I, I'm going to go into my culpability here. But um, the, the best <laughs> thing that came out of that trial was his TikTok username. Four doors, more whores. <laughs> and they put it on. So I watched probably 85% of that trial. And like stuff like that would show up on the screen and they'd be asking him about it. And I just, I'd be, I was in my office between patients watching this, like just dying laughing, you know, like That's four doors, more well, whores. <laughs> it's based. Well, what's, what's sad about it is, uh, is that so many people that are ignorant of the facts of the case, yeah. and they're and they're and they're and they're formed they formed opinions based on a lie, and I got to tell you, I I'm looking for a big lawsuit, even including the president. I think it'd be a huge uphill battle, and if I were him, I would never want to spend another second in a courtroom. <laughs> I'll I'll bet you a dollar to a dirty donut you can find a, an attorney that'll that'll do that pro bono. Yeah, but okay. So when you do that, the problem is is that you don't have a Fifth Amendment right. So if you're suing somebody for libel, you have to answer every question they ask you, and they get they're gonna dig and dig and dig and dig and dig into your background. Uh, I mean, obviously he's only seventeen. How much bad shit could he have done? Right, exactly. He's only been alive well, that, 17 years, and he's only been, like, even remotely having any testosterone for about three. Like, right. so how and much I, How much could he level, have done? Even at the level is not very, is, 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 not, is probably not very high. <laughs> yeah, well, his, his physique kind of tells you that maybe that's the case. Yeah, but, but I guess the, I guess the thing is, is when, when the president of the United States, he, he didn't just call him a white supremacist when it happened. He did it the other day. Yeah, I mean, and and, well, and then he reiterated it after the after he was found not guilty of all charges. He he said, "Well, he said I'll honor the I'll honor the uh, jury's decision, but I still stand by my previous statement." No, he said that he was like you. I'm like a lot of you. I'm like shocked and horrified or whatever. He, he didn't yeah he has not yeah he has not commented on his previous statement but and that was while he was running for president so he was a private citizen at the time the the problem is he, is like it would he, be a huge uphill battle because whether whether he likes it or not he's a public figure now um 
and you know that all, all the media has to do is say look we sourced it from the ap like and this and this and you know a lot of this stuff was only known after the trial you know so up until the trial we just didn't know that stuff we were going by yeah. what other reporters said and what was in the ap so i think they'll get a pass on that I, you know, I think, to be honest, I think that I think CNN is shitting their pants right now. Yeah, and so is the GoFundMe people. Did you see they walked yep. back all this crap? And well, I mean, no, I didn't see anything about the GoFundMe people, yeah. but I did see, I did see. Uh, um, so the I guess they're calling it the legacy media, which I don't know is CNN part of the legacy yeah, media, is. or is that no, just ABC, CBS, and uh, NBC? Yeah, CNN would be in there. Um, th those were CNN predated Fox by quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, <clears throat> it's legacy media. So, um, Nick Sandman sued CNN for libel. And he won though. And he, and he won. Yeah. He sued he a lot a of them and big... he won hundreds of millions of dollars from that. You know? Well, you know what, you know what, uh, um, how did that go? Nick Sandman said uh, to um, Rittenhouse, hey, you know, you can sue CNN. And he said, yeah, hold my gun. Yeah. <laughs> hold my beer he said yeah i saw that meme um well there's some sad news uh antifa had to postpone their kenosha riot last night because the bricks are stuck on a cargo ship <laughs> it's uh did you did you see i was watching when the judge uh said uh they were going to break for recess and he goes uh uh well i I hope the Asian food is, isn't late because it's stuck in Long Beach Harbor. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like everybody chimped out. It was great. I think that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I know. Like, well, you know, I, I, uh, it's kind of interesting because I, I got a kick out of the, out of his lead attorney, uh, Rittenhouse's lead attorney, when he was saying that, uh, you know, he said this judge, he said he's known to be very fair. He said, but he's awful when it comes to um, sentencing. Hmm. He said, and we were looking at this saying, I'd rather have a fair judge than one that sentences hard. And so that's how they chose him. Or sentence is easy. So that's how they chose him because, uh, which I didn't even know you could choose a judge. but No, you can't. It's, it's kind of random. But anyway, they, um, the, they, there were a lot of things that, so I watched the, there's this channel on YouTube called Rekeda Law, R-E-K-E-I-T-A -E mm -hmm. Law. And he's like, 
he was a small town lawyer in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, and then he started live streaming. And at one time, there were like 125,000 people watching his live stream because they played the PBS NewsHour feed, and then he had like nine lawyers on, all like reacting to everything. And, you know, you get a totally different perspective watching that stuff if there are nine people that know what they're talking about kind of walking you through it and stuff. You know, to be honest, I I think if I was a if I was a prosecuting attorney or a police officer, I think I would have arrested their attorney for for brandishing a gun at the jury. Yeah, well there is that. He did point a gun at 12 people. I think he did that on purpose though to try and uh uh he uh, was probably trying them? to say cuz right before yeah, right before he said that, he he said, "Well, you know, uh, here's here's why um, him raising the gun is provocation. Like it's not a very comfortable feeling to have a gun raised at you. And then he like waved it past the jury, you know. Yeah. So that was kind well, of a stage and, thing. And in kind of a menacing display. Yeah. I think I think one of the officers should have got up and arrested him. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And then he would have to prosecute himself. A- though, is actually, the thing. actually, they're actually they're saying that the 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 Wisconsin bar is actually going to go after him. Well, they ought to because there were two different cases, two different part, well, many different parts, but one that the judge I was watching when he, the judge like flipped out on him and said, said, I don't believe you're acting in good faith. I believe you've crossed right. a line. And at that point, he should have declared a mistrial with prejudice, but he didn't. Because if he right. did that, like everything would burn. Like literally, right. they gave them all of the, every, every single benefit of the doubt and every the defense let everything in didn't object hardly ever even though like that nine panel lawyers everybody's like stand up and object they were like flipping out like you should be pounding on the desk right now objecting like he's literally lying like you know he said the, the in this closing argument the prosecutor is like you lose the right to self defense if you yeah. uh if you respond to a fist fight with guns yeah well he he did say what you said but then he said that you know he should have just manned up and like had a fist fight you know it's like no dude i know you've prosecuted people who committed murder with their bare hands right you know i can show you how to do that you want to see you want a demonstration i'll kill you in about two fucking seconds with my bare hands you know like (laughs) it's yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I get I, the whole thing. The whole thing was a farce. Yeah, uh, I'd like to know. I, I, to be honest, I'd like to know how much the the uh, the mayor and the city council had to do with, or even the state house had to do with uh, putting pressure on that prosecutor to to do this. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was the whole the whole world putting pressure on him. And the thing is, is like if he had, I kind of sympathize with him because if he didn't go after him and try every dirty trick in the book, then, you know, they would have said they like softballed it and this and that. And like, they didn't want to win, you know? So yeah, but what do you, what do you think? Wouldn't you think that if a prosecutor, well, I guess, I, wouldn't you think that if a prosecutor stood up and said, look, we have reviewed endless hours of videotape, and 
this we truly believe that this gentleman was acting in self-defense. He feared for his life. And all you have to do is probably, I don't know, I bet you there's a hashtag that you could see all those videos. Yeah. Well, if you were if you were looking for what them. happens every time there's and, a police and, shooting and they don't go to trial though, you get a category five chimp out is what happens. Like people go to jail, people get killed. Well, yeah, it, you, you know, know why? and this because we don't, you know, why because we don't trust these people. Yeah, that's why because we don't trust them to tell the truth. Yeah, they're attorneys. <laughs> yeah, well, and they they're bound and by they law they just demonstrated that they just demonstrated for the entire length of the trial that they'll stand up there and just lie their ass off, you know, misrepresent things and do sneaky shit, you know? So at at one point his hands are kind of tied, you know, they came out with like big, huge, heavy hitter, large ball, you know, bull semen charges two days after the thing happened. There's no way they could have reviewed all the evidence in two days and, and come to the conclusion that those charges were justified. You know, so, but again, the political environment that they were in and they're in still right now, if they don't do that, you know, their head's going to roll, you know, and they'd rather throw some 16 year, 17 year old kid in jail for the rest of his life than, than have to, you know, stand up and be a man, you know, here's my take on this. Peaceful demonstration is one thing. Do it all day long. I don't care. Do it all day long. I don't care. What happened in Wisconsin, what happened out west in Seattle and in uh, Portland, in, uh, in Portland and in New York, and I don't know, wasn't there something in Cleveland? Yeah, I, I didn't pay or any Cincinnati attention to that. Cincinnati or something. I don't remember. But it, the things that, or St. Louis, I guess it was. Those things that, when they cross that line, it is the moral responsibility of our government, our elected officials, to to stop that. To put things into place where citizens of this state pay taxes, produce income, provide for their families, they should not be put at risk. Yeah, and and you know, and, and there you was shouldn't be able to burn my business totally down. Destroyed. Yeah, there is and people in Portland that still can't go. They still can't make a living because they burn their they burn their building down. Yeah, I mean, come on, this is there's something wrong here that's going on. Well, you and, have insurance. It, well, insurance isn't going to cover a fifty million dollar fucking loss of a car lot. Right. You right, know, no exactly. insurance company is going to pay me fifty million dollars. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And their loss of income. While I have to rebuild all of that. Like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's the thing is once you once you turn it into a rioting situation, you know, that that's the thing about last summer that all these governments failed. You know, as soon as as soon as you throw a brick, you should be charged with attempted murder. Okay, because I can kill you with a brick. You want to see? I'll fucking Absolutely. do it in two seconds. You'll be dead. I'll hit you with a brick Absolutely. and you'll be fucking dead. So charge them with attempted murder and let them plea bargain down, but make sure they go to fucking federal pound me in the ass prison for a few years. 
And but the thing is, is they would arrest the, the police in Portland would arrest people for rioting and for all this stuff. And the, the D.A. would just let them all go and drop all the charges, you know. And so that's what you know, created this. You know how you know how this stuff gets stopped? Rubber bullets. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to be shot by one. <laughs> rubber rubber bullets. Uh, uh, M60 or M2 uh, 240 Bravo and and rubber bullets. Well, I like and the water how, cannons. See how these people <laughs> and German well, shepherds. Well, to, to be honest, to well, and to be honest, I said that right away. I said, you know, I said if that was my town, I would I would go over to the airport. I'd say, hey, let me borrow that big freaking truck, and I would hook it up to a fire hydrant, and anybody on the street would be getting washed. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, you know, and that would be the end of that. That would be the end of that. I'd say anytime you fuckers want to start throwing bricks around, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to get hosed <laughs> and you're, and you're going to be very uncomfortable because I'm not going to turn the PSI down and it's going to be 140 PSI and it's going to be a two and a half inch stream of water. And believe me, no man stands up to that. No, that's, that's why they're so be, effective. Yeah, they'd be they'd be washed down the drain like the like the sewage that they are. Well, okay, so then then you get into the thing that like when you respond, number one, there isn't the will to respond that way. No, it, there's not. You know why? You know why? Because the people that are protesting allow the douchebags into their ranks, and they won't throw them out. They won't excoriate. So so you you're a peaceful. I'm, I, believe me, I am not a Black Lives Matter guy. But if if you truly are a peaceful demonstrator for Black Lives Matter, I'll, it's not a problem. But the minute you let these group this group of people in with you that are all about violence and committing violence, and you don't walk away from that, I mean, the minute the minute you if if I was if I had a rally going on. And I was in charge, and I was, you know, organizing it. And the minute that I realized that there were people within our ranks that were, that were inciting violence, or they were being violent, I would raise up my bullhorn and I would say, "Guys, we have we have zips in the wire. Everybody, go home and let these people deal with the police." Yeah, and it's and it's not it's not like if you watch who's doing all this violence, it's white meth heads. It's not black people, right? Right. Like, you know, right. it's white meth heads who have literally nothing to lose, and they know that George Soros will bail them out of jail if they get in. They know they're never so, going to be employed. They've got fucking so, face tattoos. How, how do you think so, they're ever going to have a job? This is their job so, now. Right. So the big question becomes, did the fellow with the Glock, did he get arrested? Not yet. <laughs> I heard he was disarmed, though. They took the Glock away. Well, he's no. a felon. Well, his arm got blowed off. <laughs> oh, is that, is that where he got shot? Was it <laughs> yeah. Had, didn't you see? It blew his, yeah, his bicep off. I was listening. I was listening. So, <laughs> I mean, and it was kind of funny because that was the testimony that was the, that sunk the, the prosecution was when he said, uh, yeah, that, uh, he didn't well, he shoot, didn't shoot at me till I pointed my Glock. Yeah. He didn't shoot me till, till I, uh, pointed my Glock at him. <laughs> yeah, well, they showed all the... So I was watching... Like I said, I watched like 
85% of the trial. So I saw all of the yeah. all the graphic pics that they showed to try to uh, you know sway the jury, and his arm was his bicep was off like he had so, bare humerus and no meat it, it's interesting because a lot of a lot of people have been talking about what the judge should have done or shouldn't have done and i kind of find this fascinating and and maybe he actually has the wisdom of job because you know after you watch a lot of trials you you pretty much know i mean you're looking at the same evidence that the jury's looking at yeah and they kept saying, well, he should be declaring a, a mistrial right now. He should be doing this or he should be doing that right now. And he kept saying, well, let's just wait till they come in with a with a verdict. And then yeah. I'll, and then we can decide if uh, if there's something wrong. And so he knew that they that he was going to come in not guilty on all charges. He had to know that that was going to happen because he watched the evidence also. Yeah, and, and you cannot look at that evidence. I don't care even if, even if you don't hear the arguments, you just look at the videos. Yeah, and and you have some kind of common sense understanding of what was going on. That's all it takes, and you can you can say, oh, he's that clearly was self defense, and because you can look at at all the videos together, you can see where he was pointing a gun, where he was carrying his rifle on his back, where he was, you know, you can see all of that stuff. So you kind of got a pretty good idea of what actually happened that night. It unfolds in front of you. So so my guess is that had that come in guilty for any ver any of the things, he more than likely would have stood up to the plate and said, I'm vacating that and and he's acquitted. Yeah, but can you imagine the shitstorm that would have happened? Yep. Yep. But he but you know what? He what happened? I'd look at the look at chat real quick. Oh, you just sent you just sent me something on chat. Yeah, it's in the not on your Facebook on the. So open the image. Okay, gotta get there. Chat, chat, chat. There it is. Ow. Yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where the disarmed Ow. joke came from. But but you know what? Notice he's still got the Glock in his hand. Yeah. Well. So so how come? He probably can't drop it. It's he probably his, his forearm probably spasmed. <laughs> how come? He was not arrested because he was a felony felon, having an illegal gun. I think he's facing charges though. To be honest, I think they are going to yeah, get him. Why isn't he in jail? Um, he bonded out. I have no idea. I'm sure Antifa I mean, would have paid whatever bail. They they have bail funds that like celebrities contribute to. That so you get arrested in Portland, they'll bail you out, and then a couple days later, the DA will drop the charges. You know, so that's why all of this is going on. You know. Well, how about this? How about if you're if you're gonna bail somebody out, and they cause a problem, maybe you should go to jail. <laughs> well, you know, because literally, if you're bailing somebody out, you're taking responsibility for them, right? I don't know how that works. I've never been in that situation before. No, me neither. Me neither. 
But I would think that, you know, like you bail out a douchebag and the douchebag causes problems again. Well, maybe you should be the one that faces the, the problems too. <laughs> well, that would that would maybe solve some of this. Um, but mm-hmm. but now a whole bunch of states have gone to where they don't they don't have bail anymore. They don't set bails for hardly anything, you know. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because they're supposed to have a bail hearing where there's evidence that's presented by the prosecutor saying that this is why this bail should be high or this is this guy is no threat yeah and when you have somebody that committed murder in front of witnesses there's no bail i mean kyle wasn't bailed out was he i don't think he was no he was he had a two million dollar bail and um people donated money and got him out he he hasn't he spent like a maybe a week in jail at most because he he got there was all these funds that popped up that you could give money to which yeah i'm not having my name attached to that bullshit because <laughs> you'll you'll get put on every list known to man and they'll come after you for some reason we can't manage to go after the people that bail out you... scumbags but like if you bail out somebody that you truly think maybe needs to not be in jail because they maybe didn't do anything wrong. You know, they'll go after you. Have, you have kids in school? Yeah, I do. You have, uh, you're on the FBI watch list now for being a domestic terrorist. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I'm already on every watch list known to man because I'm around you. Um, <laughs> so. You want to know something? I'm not on any watch list. I bet you are. Uh-huh. You just don't know it. No, no, I know. Well. I'm in the know. I'm in the know. Well, I'm pretty sure that because of my association with you and several other people, <laughs> and not only that, but to get a medical license, you have to go down to the FBI to get, at least you did when I went through the first time to get my first medical license, I had to go to the FBI and yeah. like go in and be interviewed and fingerprinted and everything. So... You know, maybe that's not a thing anymore, but it sure as hell was back in the early 2000s. But, uh... All right, here's something I found. Okay, so so my cigar shop... I, you've been in there, right? Yeah. You've yeah, been, you've been it's in, in that, that little alley there. Yeah. yeah. So, I had not been in there since COVID. Right. Um, and we went in there yesterday for... Uh, a drink and a cigar, a friend of mine and I. And I walked in like I normally do. Walked over, said hi, how you doing, da da da. Walked over into the humidor, and lo and behold, there's a freaking lock on the door. Oh yeah. And I went to open it. I was like, what? And the owner came, wandered over. He recognized me. And uh, I was like, since when the lock? And he said, since COVID. Oh. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, because we had to manage how many people could be in there at the same time. Oh, I suppose. I said, oh, you know, and I said, well, who was, do- well, the liquor license people were bitching. I was like, oh. So then he came inside and shut the door behind me, and he said, and you know what? We're going to leave it on because people move the cigars around. Hmm. And I looked at him, and I said, uh, you know, you probably should have a class in cigar humidor etiquette. 
You know, 20 years ago, if you walked into a humidor, you just knew. Actually, 10 years ago, you, you actually just knew that you didn't do that. You didn't you didn't finger fuck all of the cigars. <laughs> you looked with your eye, you looked with your eyes. Yeah. You didn't feel them, sniff them, snort them, do whatever. Yeah, you you, you pick it up your when eyes. you're going to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he said no, he said people are picking them up and they're setting them down and da da they they pick one up and then they walk over here and look further and and I said, "You know, I, I said this is not my generation doing this. This is not people that have been smoking cigars for a long time doing this." These are the new, what is the new, what I don't is, what's know. the latest? I don't Not care. millennials. What's, what's the ones prior to millennials? Gen Z. That's the new ones yeah. that are out right now, the 22-year-olds? I don't care about them. The 22-year-olds <laughs> that they don't care about their personal hygiene. They don't comb their hair. They don't shave. They don't use deodorant. And somehow or another, they're acceptable in society. And they wonder why they can't get a job. Well, they're, only acceptable, they're only acceptable to their own their own group of people. Now you're boomer because posting. Because they sure as hell are not acceptable to mine. Now you're boomer posting. Well, whatever. I know, but... I don't give a shit. You know, yeah. I don't care. You're going to walk out in public? Put some deodorant on. Yeah, well, you know. You know, I mean, be, I, mean I don't want to listen. I don't want to smell your ook. Maybe take a you know, shower every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while, comb your hair. Yeah, you know, if you cannot grow a beard, don't, don't grow don't one. Try it. <laughs> don't don't attempt it. It looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody needs to say these things to these people because they don't. I don't think they know. Yeah, I, I just don't want anything to do with them. I just don't care what you they know? do. Just leave me the fuck alone. Like. Do what you're going to do, but leave me out of it. <laughs> I mean, it's what, well, listen, these are the people that are supposed to be taking care of us when we're old. And you know what? They're not going to. No. They're going to say, uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, pretty much. I mean, I, I, I can't get my head wrapped around it. I mean, I don't, I do not understand it. Maybe they'll grow up though. I'm I mean, sooner or later, socks. I'm not wearing socks. I'm I'm just not wearing socks. Well, dude, man, you wear socks for a reason, because your leather will absorb your hook in your feet from your feet, and the socks stops the sweat from getting to your leather shoe. Oh, wait a minute, you don't have leather shoes. You have vegan bullshit that takes oil to make. Oh well, yeah, they buy they buy these shoes that are literally practically disposable. You know. Yeah. Like they pay like 10 bucks. They're made from oil. Did they know that? (laughs) My shoes are made from all natural hemp fiber. (laughs) (laughs) My dog, my dog right now has got a mouthful of bubble wrap. Nice. My dog is a bubble wrap fiend. He loves bubble wrap. Hmm. Don't let him swallow it. Try to. No, he, he doesn't. He just puts his foot on it and pulls his teeth over it and pops all the bubbles. No, maybe he likes it. Give me it. He does. I'm telling you, he does. He he hunts for it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me it. It's mine. Give me it. It's mine. Mine. Give me that. Anyway, yeah. So so seriously, that's the that's the thing. It's like, I, and you see them in grocery stores. You know, and they and they're the ones that are messing with the cigars. You know, I'm surprised that they don't like taste food in the in the in the cheese thing. In the cheese bin. 
He's like, I'll just open this up and take a bite out of it and see how, you know, if I like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think eventually they'll grow up. Like it seems like the millennials have largely kind of once they got out and Looks tried like to have like up. a family and like It's like they woke up. Yeah, like tried to have a family, you know, had to go to work, had to pay taxes. It seems like they're getting a lot more reasonable. Yeah. You know. And, and I think it's I think it's just a matter of time. Every generation that comes along is going to be knuckleheads when they're you know first coming up because they don't have any responsibilities and they have nothing to lose. Right. You know. Well, the thing is too, I think when we were kids we were I remember one of my one of my um I was in a work study program when I was in high school and uh had a had like an adult job. Yeah. And was working with all adults. I was the only high school kid in there. And I was doing the same thing as the adults were doing. And uh, my supervisor wrote on my performance evaluation for school about responsibility. And he said uh, his comment was that he seeks it and handles it well. Hmm. And, and I think that that's the problem is that we've forgotten what that is for our kids that they should be responsible for their shit. You know, if they get hit in the head with a freaking two-by-four and it's their fault that they did it, then they should take responsibility for it. It's not my job to assure them that they will not get hit in the head with a (laughs) two-by-four. You know, I mean, it's it's like the, for example, it's like the, the um, um, carousel. You know why? Why are the carousels today, um, like made for for toddlers? Oh, don't get me even started on playground equipment. It's sickening. Or playground equipment. Playground equipment. It's sickening. Who? I I didn't know anybody that got killed on the playground. Well, so at my um elementary school they used to have one of those like bare metal slides that's like 10 feet tall that's what we had right yeah we had and like some some fat lady got up on it and like her butt was hanging over the sides of the slides and she went down and fell off and broke her leg so they took the slide out and this was like in the 80s you know why didn't they just make a wide slide well, how about if you're a 40-year-old woman and you weigh 340 pounds, you don't go on children's playground equipment? Oh, it was an adult. That yeah. Help. Well, broke her leg or something, huh. some some injury. Anyway, did you so hear there's, have... a, there's a new variant of COVID coming around? Oh, surprise. It's called uh, Tom Jones disease. They say it's not unusual. Sorry, I had so I had to do it. 
That is so bad. I had to do it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just lost a friend. That's too bad. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to miss him quite a bit. He's a great guy. Uh, a couple years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Just never got better. Just continually got worse. Mm. And I find this to be offensive that we're not treating these people. If you if you go to the hospital after eight days of expo- of having it, mm-hmm. they will not treat you for COVID. They will support your body until your body dies. Mm. And I'm not... I think that that's wrong. Um, I think we've focused way too much on our on our vaccination programs, thinking that somehow or another that's going to save us, and it's not. And I think that there, we our show is being run by a bunch of ignoramuses. Well, the one the one that I uh, miss is Gene Boyd. Yeah, the one, you yeah, know, exactly. We spent all shit. that woods time with them, and yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of sucks. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. It's another one. Like I said, it's it's a, for some reason, we're not treating these people. I think they are. Su- I, I just think we're that We're supporting it's... them. What are they doing to it? They're, if, if you do not get the antibodies within eight days, you're not getting them. Hmm. I mean, that's a that's the thing. They're not, you, you're, you're, you don't qualify for that. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you on oxygen until your lungs can't fight it off anymore. And then we're going to put you on a ventilator. And then we're going to... He was on something else, too, that... Uh, which I, I... Do they have a way of oxygenating blood now? Yeah, without, you can do... With, yeah, with, the without, extracorporeal uh, perfusion. Okay. Yeah. So, so he was on that. Jesus. So so I'm thinking to myself, what? how hard would it have been to give him... He went in the hospital. He had, he had it for eight days when he went in. Mm-hmm. And they said it. They they couldn't do it. They could. And I was talking to him. And he said they can't give it to me. I was like, why? Well, it's because it's past eight days. And I was like, well, it's, yeah. So. Hmm. I don't know. I. I I'm getting disgusted by it, and and they've got all the doctors over a barrel. You know, to where they can't. They you know if they say something, they're going to get fired. Well, you'll get in all kinds of hot water if you, if you, on any social media platform, if you say anything about COVID, you know, you're going to be in deep, deep shit, you know, and yeah, it's just not worth it. Like, you know, believe what you want to believe. I don't care, you know. No, but my, but my point is that there's a lot of people dying that, probably shouldn't be dying mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah because we because to me i think we spent way too much effort on vaccinations and we've spent way too much on shit that does not stop a pandemic mm-hmm. you know i mean you want to stop a pandemic you really legitimately want to stop a pandemic then nobody goes anywhere Everybody stand still for two weeks and wash your hands and chlorinate themselves, you know, 
wash their hands with chlorine. Wash their, you know, when <laughs> when we were in, I, I mean, I've been in, I've been in places where you literally you wear rubber boots everywhere you go. Yeah. And then when you go to your place where you're going to be sleeping and eating and 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 taking care of yourself, you basically wash your feet off with your boots off with Clorox, a Clorox wash, mm-hmm. and you leave them outside. Yeah. You don't bring them into the house. Yeah. Or into the into your compound. No. Yeah. A huge section of the world is like that, you know. Exactly. Because you'd be tracking exactly. in poop. <laughs> well, you track in every. I mean, everything, all kinds of stuff. And and the and I guess the the point is is that we didn't do any of that. We didn't focus on treatments. We didn't focus on the things that actually would stop a pandemic or slow it down in its tracks. And we got, we got this idea that somehow or another we're all going to wear masks. We're all going to put underwear on our face, and that's going to protect us. Have they ever seen a freaking uh, uh, CBRN suit? <laughs> you don't understand what it takes to stop a, a, a virus? Well, it sure as yeah. hell isn't a pair of underwear. Well, and even, you know, so the N95s, we, uh, at my old hospital... When that first hit, they uh, gave us one N95. Oh, yeah, yeah. One. Kathy was the same way. And yep. uh, they took them away for quote-unquote cleaning. And it came back to you. Your name was on a paper bag, and it was supposedly cleaned, but it was the same one. And, like, yep. it, with the N95s they bought, those little yellow rubber band things, like, they break. And it was like right. a huge deal if your rubber band thing broke, you know, so because I don't know, but that's literally the only thing that's even remotely going to protect you. And it's, right. it's sure as hell not your little, uh, cotton mask thing, you know, underwear, underwear, yeah, mask. literally none of that makes any difference. But anyway, I digress, but, but, it, but it is true. And, and, and. The level of ignorance on people today, it just is amazing to me when you can pick out these people in a crowd when they're walking down the street with a mask on. And you're going, what is wrong with you? They're obviously a retard. Well, no, I I respect that they want to do that. You know, it's fine if you want to do that. But like you at the same time, you also need to be given the information that it's really not doing anything for you. You know, if you want to, if you want to walk around and wear that because it makes you feel better, fine. I, I'm not going to blame you, but you also need to understand that just because you have that on, it's literally doing nothing. You, I'm going to have some T-shirts made that say, "Your delusion is not my delusion." <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's like you're wearing a chain link face on your, or chain link fence on your face, and you, you're trying to say that a mosquito isn't going to bite you. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Like. It's literally that. It's probably even more than that. It's probably even bigger than chain link fence compared to the size of a, a virus. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's if you want to wear that around, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to berate you for it. I'm not going to be mean to you. To do your thing. Understand, it's not doing anything for you. And leave me alone about my decision. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's kind of fascinating because I think, uh, I think, early on, 
you know there was a there was a big push for uh, um, sanitizing uh, places of gathering. Yeah, where stores had to have a sanitizer. They used those electrostatic. Yeah, and then every every cart got wiped down, and right. the flu and went that away. That was somewhat, <laughs> right, I think that that was yeah. somewhat effective. There was like two you know? cases of the flu all last year in Michigan. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, and I, and I think that uh, I think that that stuff was effective. Yeah, I think using hand you, sanitizer, you know, being yeah, careful. And, yeah, it, at least it, your, I mean, yeah. At least it stopped. It stopped the flu, and right. it, I can't remember the last time I had a cold. You know, but, but when you think about it, what what? Uh, I mean, the cold virus is a COVID is a uh, a COVID. Well, it's usually. it's kind of like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, SARS is what COVID two. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a different version of it. Yeah. And, uh, I like the Tom Jones variant myself. That's yeah, that's the yeah, one I'm putting my one. chips on. That's a good one. Anyway, uh, what else you got? Anything? Nah, I was I had some nice stuff in my head, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone now. Um, have Have you been able to watch the new Yellowstone stuff yet? Oh, we we watched the first episode last. How'd night. you find it? Uh, what do you mean? Well, where is it streaming? I, I have YouTube TV. Okay. And Paramount is on YouTube TV. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, <laughs> I don't, and I don't know if it's anywhere else. I mean, I'm, it I'm isn't not sure, yet because but... I've been trying. I've been waiting for it to come out on Amazon so I can buy it. So, uh, it's kind of funny because we were not. I don't remember what we were. We watched Men in Black three, and I don't. We don't recall watching that before. And we we watched over a two night period, which if you haven't seen it, it's kind of cute. Um, and uh, after we were done with that, it was like you know it was eight thirty, I think. And I said, "You ready for bed?" And she started laughing. It's like, "No." She says, "Stay up a little later." And then, ooh, we're gonna splurge tonight. Stay up a little later. Yeah, till nine. <laughs> till nine, nine thirty. Yeah. So, so, um, I said, well, I said I have uh, three episodes of uh, of Yellowstone recorded. And she said, oh, let's watch that. So I turned it on, and mind you, it's been a year since we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was into it five minutes. I was like, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta recap here. They're not gonna show us any recap. So. We ended up watching the last one of the last season. Yeah. And reminded us of all the players and then and then we watched the first episode of this season and uh it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm pretty hearing. Good. Yeah. Um It's uh I mean the end of last season is pretty epic. Yeah, I I remember. I mean that's yeah. like the that's like one of the one of the really bad hangers. Yeah. Um it's like who shot Jr. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then it was like and it was like a year and a half before the next Dallas came out. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but but I do like that show. Um, it is it is kind of interesting, and it does show. I guess it shows some of our dark side as a civilization. Yeah. And and some of the bright side, 
uh, also. I think that some of the bright side about you know our histories and even though we have differences that we're you know we are we are supposed to be a civilized people and we should be able to survive this yeah we should be able to to come to uh, uh, agreements about stuff and that's mutually beneficial and so in some way you know like i said some ways it's showing the very worst and some some things are the very best so uh, it, it is it is a good series i think mm-hmm. um and the end was it the end the very maybe it was the first one of the must have been the first the first there's a there's a scene in the first one of this season i think it's the first episode and the um it's about a, it's in 1893 okay and it's a man a man and his two kids and it's on the yellowstone ranch only it's it's they just acquired it and there's some natives there and they're talking to each other in a civilized manner and the the fellow that they're talking to is saying i want to bury my father here uh, on this land and the guy that is i'm sure he's a dutton says um well that would be okay uh it's been a hard winter it's in march he said it's been a hard you know basically it's been a hard winter making kind of that kind of talk and it's been rough all over and the natives are saying yeah and he's looking around and everybody's looking hungry and like they're in in a bad way and he said basically the dutton said to the natives well you know what um why don't you guys stay here until the snow breaks graze your horses here they look like they need food um stay here and you know bury your father and um and why don't you cut out one of the steers? We'll cut out one of the steers for you because you guys look hungry too. Mm-hmm. And then and then they moved on. And so it's like, you know, everybody thinks that there was always this rivalry between natives and 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 white people. And there wasn't. It wasn't as widespread as what they think it was. Um, well, at any rate, <laughs> I I. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I think it was isolated incidents of BS, probably on both yeah. sides. That yeah. caught, it's like now, well, you, know you know, with attention. Human human beings are human beings. Yeah. And, and if you see a human being in distress, it doesn't ever matter what color they are, or what where they're from, or anything like that. And that's the. I think that ends up being the definition of humanity. And when you cannot find any compassion in you then you are no longer human yeah you have no humanity well i can tell you what i'm looking forward to my yellowstone edition dodge ram that i ordered don't don't hold your breath (laughs) i know it's gonna take like four or five months oh i bet you i'll bet you if you look around um my guess is that the the same thing that's gonna play that's plaguing ford and chevy is plaguing Dodge yeah too. it's it's gonna take a long time i understand that that's fine um but uh yeah other than that i don't know so did did you get your brand my what your yellowstone brand on your chest no <laughs> i'm not doing that <laughs> uh uh <coughs> 
Well, where do you see that? Go, get YouTube TV. I think you can. I wonder if you can buy Paramount outright. I bet you can. can. You I bet you can get Paramount Plus. Let me look it up. Uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Uh, let's see. You can get one week for free. It's four ninety nine a month. I mean, it might be worth it just to watch the season, but I kind of like to ha own it. I like to own a digital right. copy of it. So four hundred ninety nine a month. Four dollars ninety nine cents. Oh, oh, that's not bad. No, but I kind of like to own it. So I'll just wait. <laughs> I, I just got a friend of mine sent me a meme. It said. Uh, so a pedophile, a domestic abuser, and a felon walk into a bar, and Kyle says, "Shots are on me." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is—it's going to be meme-rich and salt-rich environment here for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, I know they won't. I know they won't come up here and bother me. Yeah, it's normal people. Like if you're in a normal place, like you're never gonna have to deal with any of this shit, you know? And uh, I live out in the woods, and <laughs> you're not coming anywhere near me. <laughs> like, you you no. couldn't find me if you wanted to, so just leave me alone. No. Leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, and we can do things as we wish. You can do whatever you want, just don't... I'll, I'll keep my wallet. <laughs> wallet, <laughs> wallet stays with me. <laughs> Uh, all right, sir. All right. You got anything else? No, nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, go back to your uh, your cooking. Yes. Um, get your list together of what you need for your gravy. Yeah, I already I already got it all. Don't worry about it. You got it all. Yeah. All right. And uh, I did watch that fella's video. Oh, Alton Brown turkey thing. No, the other guy. The. the oh yeah, Franklin. The barbecue one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good. So he's a young kid. No, he's he's my age. He's in his forties. Well, you're you must be. Maybe you're a young kid. I, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. Well. Anyway. I'm the old old guy in the room. Yeah, you're not really old though. You're like. So <laughs> you could be my, my older I, brother, but that's about where it stops. <laughs> so I had to laugh. I had to laugh. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm not gonna say this. All right. <laughs> it was a, it was another it was another story, but I didn't want to single anybody out. All right. So, uh, anyways, until next time, um, we're here for you, people. We're solving the problems that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We uh, so I'm so so right now I'm, I, I'm uh, I'm. My first prediction came true. Yeah, I was wrong, hundred percent. So the so the next two <laughs> are going to be fascinating over the next two years. We'll uh, next year and a half. We'll see if those other two come out. I guess so. <laughs> and if you hadn't heard about them, listen to watch, episode one twenty three. Yeah, and you'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Okay, here we go. Remember, keep your friends sharp. And your knife sharp? No. <laughs> your knife sharp and your friend sharper. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye bye.